0: insightoasis.com for astrology you can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week please share with your friends here we go
1: welcome everyone july 3rd oh my gosh july this is officially the second half of the year Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, July 3rd, which is week 27 of this year, 2023. And I will be back after July 9th for our
0: meditation. Thanks, Pam. Well, we have a full moon on July 3rd, and the moon is in the sign of Capricorn. And as I did last week's recording, I was talking about how once the moon went in the sign of Capricorn, um, uh, yesterday, Sunday, we were in this lovely energy of productivity and follow through. And that is absolutely true for this full moon. It is very dynamic. It is very therapeutic. If you've been working on something that has to do with making something better and you've been working at it not just oh gee I wish this would get better but I'm going to (laughs) not pay any attention to how that might happen I'm not going to take any responsibility then maybe the outcome isn't going to be as good but for those of us who have been taking responsibility and aiming towards something that we've been wanting to make happen that could be uh, could be in a career capacity, could be in something that we've been building towards, working on manifesting. It's a very powerful day for bringing all that in, that moon and Capricorn is being lit by the sun and cancer. So that can indicate tremendous support from the home, family, resources, any or all of the above and also it's a it's an integration it's an integration of the emotional with the physical with what we manifest so it can be like an example would be that someone has been building to achieve a certain something in their career or maybe another degree or certification or something they wanted to conquer and add to their wealth of experiences. This shows the emotional satisfaction and also whatever those limits may be. Because the integration component, when the moon is full, by its nature, suggests that once the moon is full, Nothing else can come in. (laughs) So that doesn't necessarily mean that you've achieved everything it was that you wanted to make happen. But it does mean that once it's full, once you have that integrated experience, then we need to digest. Digestion comes after being full. So... And that's the processing piece. It's okay, I've integrated this in my life. But now I live with it. I process it. I see how it affects my day-to-day routine. So Monday, the moon is full. It's exact. It's 7.39 a.m. And so up until that time, we're in the waxy moon cycle. And once the moon has hit the exact degree of being full, then we're in the waning moon cycle. And that doesn't mean suddenly we stop or give up or don't begin anything. It's just if we do begin something, we realize that it is not in a complementary moon cycle, but we're looking for good days. For the best outcome possible. <clears throat> so I think the main thing to be aware of on Monday is how are the communications going? Do you feel as though what's being said is heard and you're getting the response you want? If you don't, then it's really important to impress, repeat, Make sure this information is transmitted in a way that it can be received. And this can be done, but only if we pay attention to where maybe it went over somebody's head or they were resistant to it or they weren't paying attention or they, whatever reason. More towards the end of the day, evening, uh, some of us may have some old business come up, especially anything that's a wound, something that feels in some way a bit unsettled or not totally worked through. And this is really valuable because it's presenting itself so that we can spend a little more time with it, understand it. Remember, we're in this window of uh, having integrated, getting this sense of balance between how we create home, a sense of legacy, a sense of why we do what we do with what the actual work is. So when we're in this place of balance, it's a wonderful opportunity and can certainly bring up Times in our life or spaces or circumstances where we didn't feel that sense of equilibrium, where we didn't have that sense of support. And what's important when we note it or see it is to understand, well, what piece of this still has relevancy today? Or is it really all just old business that I don't even really want to think about or there's no there's no learning through the the memory it's not it's not going to teach me something or lead me to a new way of reflecting on it or seeing it because the interesting thing about memory and our past experiences is that we basically interpret what that is. Doesn't mean that we didn't have certain experiences. Yes, I was in a car accident in 1986. Yes, uh, no, it was 85. (laughs) Anyway, these things happened to me. But... My impression or uh, perception or way that I understand the story or the incident has transformed throughout years and reflection. And this is true with so many things in our life um, hitting points of achievement, yes. Uh, i graduated from blah blah i- i achieved certification in whatever i married so and so i whatever the the big experiences were um i got that job i wanted at x y z whatever those benchmarks were We have a perception of them when they happen, and then it can change throughout our life as we view what that experience meant for us and what it led to. So I bring this up because on this day of this particular full moon, there is a quality to it that's about... What were experiences, especially experiences that at the time seemed negative or felt like wounds or lacks or situations where we did not have ultimate control as though we ever do. So, (laughs) So whatever those are that may come up at this time it's a wonderful opportunity to review it. Maybe spin it differently, not not because you want to necessarily change the message, but you've most likely changed since that experience occurred. Very few of us stay exactly in the same mold. Many people chafe at it and want to shift and, For better or worse, Monday, and then into Tuesday, Independence Day, we have this very powerful picture between the moon and Pluto that really encourages transformation. And for those of us who have Libra, Cancer, Aries, or Capricorn in our horoscopes, this is the last path that Pluto's making through Capricorn before it totally leaves the sign for another 200 and change years. So we are back to whatever that experience has given us because if you're one of those cardinal signs, your sun, your moon, your rising sign, It's been an intimate transit to you, not just what's going on in the world stage with finances and deterioration of institutions, and I could go on and on. But Tuesday, which also happens to be the United States Independence Day, in the early part of the day, up until 1245, when the moon goes void, of course, We're in this lovely window of really working on becoming something else, shape-shifting into evolutionary growth. Once the moon goes forward, of course, at 12.45 p.m., some of us may get a little dark. Because Moon in Capricorn sometimes can feel very alone, very on its own energy, a sense of, oh, this is impossible to achieve, or I don't have the means, the money, the love, and support to get where I need to be. If any of these feelings come up for you, recognize that... They are showing you something, but you do not have to stay in these feelings. And so it's a wonderful period to kind of clear off your desk, get things in order, organized for when the moon goes into the next sign, which will be Aquarius and occurs at 1.30 p.m. Once the moon's in Aquarius, it's certainly different energy than that moon in Capricorn (laughs) and it's it's booking along it's saying hey I want to do things see people make things happen uh, research experiment energetically it's a bit all over the place and this is very true on Wednesday the 5th so I mean if you do go to a 4th of July party just know that The uh, afternoon, evening time, Eastern time, can be very fun, a lot of people networking, a lot of people connecting, sense of playfulness, and yet um, it will be hard to pin anybody down for anything that, well, let's meet and do this, or let's make that happen, or it's... People want to do what they want to do (laughs) on Tuesday the 4th in the afternoon. On Wednesday the 5th, we still have that energy, people wanting to do what they want to do. It may be more overt, and also it may feel as though um, that sensibility of, like, getting out of town or or changing things really escalates for certain people. The moon doesn't go void, of course, until Thursday the 6th, when it goes void at 9.42 a.m. And once it's void, it doesn't enter Pisces until 1.33 p.m. So that late morning into early afternoon is... (sighs) It's really best for purging email, for doing things that kind of give you a brain discharge, like uh, I've been wanting to read that or give myself an experience of this. But the overall focus is, is not premium for follow through. So it's better to work on things already in motion and do clearing. When the moon enters Pisces at 1.33 p.m., this is a lovely couple of days to work with that waning moon cycle and finish things up. It's really wonderful for anything that may have to do with recognition or completion with if someone has passed on or... There's someone you've been meaning to reach out to who's not feeling well. It's a lovely time to give to someone who is in need. And if that isn't appropriate or not available to you, I would use this day to basically get clear on what your individual path is and how you want to give to the world in some way spiritual. If this all sounds like I don't know what Pam's talking about, I would say use today to float in water, be in nature, meditate, allow yourself to connect with planes of existence and reality that are more than just the mundane world that we see. On July, Friday the 7th, from 1247 AM to the rest of the day, we are in extremely positive energy for the arts to have fun, to help others, as I said, to meditate. It is a beautiful day to feel all the connections to endless possibilities and opportunities and to be feel a part of the whole. Excellent day for that. And this spills into Saturday the 3rd until 2.22 p.m., And the moon is, so this lasts, this wonderful period lasts until 2.22 p.m. Saturday the 8th, when the moon goes void of course. And once it's void of course, in the sign of Pisces, this is just a lovely drift and dream period. (laughs) The moon will enter Aries soon enough at 3.19 p.m. And once it does this, we a lot of us want to get up and get going, make things happen, spontaneous motion. Not necessarily work unless it's work that they love. But yes, please, anything that has to do with moon enters Aries at 3.19 p.m. Once the moon enters Aries at 3.19 p.m., we are in high energy and we want to make things happen, do, do, do. The thing is we want to keep in mind that we're in the waning moon cycle. There's a few retrograde planets in the sky (laughs) and this particular moon as it travels through the sky will invite confrontation. Not that the moon is saying, hey, I'm inviting confrontation, but because of the pictures in the sky, that moon in Aries, uh, cardinal, fiery, is coming into conflict with other things that want to ha- make happen. So when that happens, this is the way to tell the story. So late afternoon, Saturday into Sunday, all day Sunday. Many of us, especially people with a lot of air and fire, many of us may be feeling like, hey, I want to do this. I want to make this happen. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's act spontaneously. And yet there's only so much spontaneity that can happen. And so this can be like, oh, OK, yes, I'll do that. That sounds great. And then you find out it costs so much more than you thought it was going to cost. Um, it, it, it's that kind of energy. It's, it's this, I didn't expect it to look like that energy. Um, there are situations where somebody feels like, oh, I want to go explore that and see that. And then they find out, oh, this is a much more restrictive country than the one I'm used to being in. And I am limited with how spontaneous or Uh, By the seat of my pants, I can be. Things work better when things are planned and there are groups and events of that nature. So just know that if you're feeling very fired up Saturday evening and all day Sunday, that you are going to have to cool your jets a bit. And this isn't necessarily bad it's just it may take some of the um, some of the joy out of the exuberance that initially is felt and the real joy is being able to have the freedom and ability to do what it is you plan or want to do and sometimes that being pulled back stops us From losing more money, doing something we're not really fit to do, all kinds of different things. So look at what the desire, the impulse is, in contrast to whatever the um, concerns or preventative measures are. And you may decide that you're going to do something else that feels spontaneous and is a sudden offer or choice but it's not quite the one that is just too extreme for you to be doing right now and others will do the extreme thing (laughs) because they're wired to do so and now I turn it over to Susie. So I'm wondering whether I'm wired or not to do the extreme. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I think you'll know the day of the day
1: of uh uh-oh i might be i might be hanging off a cliff in peru at that point so let's hope i don't choose too extreme (laughs) yes on
0: that i certainly hope agree
1: okay so let's um go into our meditation thank you pam everybody take a seat of stillness And just make sure that your spine is nice and straight whenever you meditate so that our nervous system is nice and nice and straight. It's always best to meditate sitting up, never lying down. That's not really meditation. So always sit with your crown to the sky. If you need to sit in a chair, that's totally fine. You don't need to to do banana flips or get yourself into some sort of difficult, uncomfortable position sitting on the floor. Wherever it is that you can sit, on your own seat quietly in a non-disturbed, peaceful environment. And then we can gently close our eyes. If this makes us fall asleep, don't close your eyes. And just have that soft gaze and focus about five to six feet in front of you, preferably something that's a little bit lower and just hold your gaze. I remember meditation teachers explaining to us that it's also important to not blink while you're (laughs) meditating. Not quite sure how we can do that, but something to consider, of course. So once we find this peaceful position for our body, knowing that there have been millions and millions of lifetimes doing this before, this is not new to us. We are just doing it again. And that there have been millions and millions of people, of monks and nuns, of all sorts of very... Liberated, enlightened beings that have done this before. And when we're meditating, we are really stepping into that field. We are entering something that is, in a way, already there for us. It's like the mandala, it's like the space of meditation. And we are supported in that place because we've been there before, whether we know it or not, remember it or not. And we're also entering a field where many, many, many other beings have been and are holding the space for us. We also enter this space as an individual by ourselves alone, just our mind And we also, just as we are born and die alone, it's always just us, just that being that you identify as me or I. So keeping all of that in mind, gently bring yourself into a place of presence, into a place of peace, into a place of neutrality, equanimity, and let us become open
2: to change, to impermanence, to transformation. All of us, every single human being, has the desire to be happy
1: let us really allow that happiness that is intrinsic intrinsic to us as human beings allow it to to come forth
2: allow it to be present allow it to be non-dependent Our happiness comes from the inside of us
1: and our unhappiness also comes from the inside of us. So for us to transform, we can think that we would like to transform all of our unhappiness into happiness So that we can be more free, more open, more loving, less in suffering, less in limitation, less in pain, less in any kind of emotional suffering, whether we have a tendency to be upset, sad or angry, or egotistical, or judgmental,
2: wherever, whatever, what can we do to transform those
1: feelings, transform those mental states? And to transform them, we probably need to see them to know them, to recognize them, to identify them and see, well, this is a state that I tend to go in. I tend to go into anger or woe me or sadness, whatever it is that you tend to go to, worry, see that it is limiting, see that it comes from your life and from experience, and
2: see that we do have the opportunity for change. Is it worth holding on to any kind of suffering? Is it worth holding on to any kind of pain? Do
1: you want to hold on to it? If you do, then perhaps there are still some lessons to be learned. But once we're able to identify and see it for what it is, to learn from it, to take that suffering in whatever shape and form, and then to understand it and to learn from it, to see it as a jewel, as a teacher, as an opportunity, transformation, and then identify what it is that you would like to do to bring happiness into your life, living to your full potential, living in joy, living in meaning, that my life is meaningful, what I'm doing is meaningful, it brings me meaning.
2: And make those choices, make those choices with bold clarity, absolute clarity, not relying on anyone or
1: anything else, but only on yourself, the purity of your own mind and the openness that whatever, Ever has happened in the past from this moment on, I am making a change from this moment on. I am creating transformation. Transformation only comes from within, it cannot come from anywhere else at any moment in
2: time, only from within. So, we strengthen our
1: withinness. We strengthen that which is our inner essence. We collect
2: all of the things that we know and that we want to change. We collect them together, we understand them, and we allow for our own transformation. And as we do this, we also leave plenty of space and
1: openness for others as well. And taking a nice deep breath, feeling that energy within us, feeling that openness and this
2: tremendous opportunity, we take it on. We do it. We do it with grace
1: and we do it peacefully and gently, nice and softly. Gently opening our eyes and taking a nice deep breath. Thank you so much, Pam.
0: Thank you, everyone, for joining us and have a wonderful week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.